I have spent a lot of time on my feet and in the courtroom. You could say that I spent the past 10 years practicing public speaking. I wanted to deliver as much as possible the emotions of what I felt through each and every word. In many ways, reading it out loud gave me an even better appreciation for my life and what I'd been through and the challenges and the trade-offs. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet civil rights and education litigator Chan Julie Wong, criminal defense lawyer Jared Adams, and former chair and CEO of PepsiCo, Indra Nui. Each of these authors decided to share their personal stories and history in the hopes of helping people learn, grow, and ultimately build a better world. Listen in as they talk about recording their audiobooks. Enjoy. Hi, this is Chan Julie Wong, author of Beautiful Country, a memoir. I wrote my book because I learned English on library books, and I spent much of my childhood in the company of books and their characters. But in none of my beloved books were there people like me, living the life that my parents and I lived in Brooklyn. I wished one day that I could write a book about being an undocumented Chinese immigrant in New York City, so that other people out there, across the country, would know that they too can survive and make it out. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be transformative. I have spent a lot of time on my feet and in the courtroom. You could say that I spent the past 10 years practicing public speaking. But the act of recording my audiobook made me realize that I am not intentional with every single syllable that I use. In fact, in the heat of the moment, I tend to slur my syllables and skip over sounds. I will take this week with me, possibly for the rest of my life. Every time I speak out loud, I will think about every single syllable and give it due attention. During the course of recording my audiobook, I realized I had trouble pronouncing Chatham. Apparently, my whole life I had been pronouncing that word wrong, as Chatham. I think I need to brush up a little bit on my Britishisms. During the course of recording my audiobook, I noticed that I was able to transport myself back to the very memories that I was reading about. I'm really excited for my listeners to hear that emotion and hear me traveling back in time. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Constance Wu. I love her performance in Fresh Off the Boat, and I think she can bring any scene to life. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was Stephen King's On Writing. It had me laughing and crying alongside him. I love listening to audiobooks while I walk my dogs around Brooklyn. They transport me to a different time and place while I am just blocks away from my home. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. I ascended to adulthood at cruising altitude. The takeoff was bumpy and my braided pigtails, each with its own silk red ribbon, bobbed around the sides of my seven-year-old face. In my lap sat my favorite doll, ladylike in her frilly dress. Her eyes, with their long lashes, flicked open and closed with the turbulence. 
Her legs were snapped into my seatbelt, so I knew she was safe. Next to me, Mama was slumped over into herself, her dress wrapped around her, her arms guarding her midsection, her face folded into her chest. I had never seen her like that before. Hi, this is Jared Adams, Arthur of Redeeming Justice. I was inspired to write this book for a multitude of different reasons, but the main reason was because I just couldn't see people continuing to go through what I went through 20 years ago and there not be a voice to start the conversation to institute the real change that affects the overall change of our justice system, how we view our justice system, and how we need to rehaul our justice system. I think that sometimes it's difficult for people to have that sympathy and empathy when it doesn't directly impact them. So I'm hoping and I'm praying that with each comma, period, and word in this book, I'm just praying that it has the impact to start to change people's opinion about the way we do prison, the way we do justice, and how we all need every hand on deck so that we can reach equality overall in this system. If I had to describe what it was like reading my audio book in one word, you know, I would have to say unbelievable because my mandatory release from that wrongful conviction was February of 2021. So it's unbelievable that I'm here now as an attorney and I'm reading a book of my journey. It was difficult. It was taxing. It was emotional, draining. But if I had to think of one word, unbelievable. There were a number of words that I realized that I was not correctly pronunciating from the Webster's Dictionary. But one of the words, simple one, just so difficult, and I don't think that we pay attention to it a lot, is ask, A-S-K, and ask, A-S-K-S. Those are difficult. I'm not sure I've ever, in either term, used the S when I say it. So that is a difficult word. I think, you know, all of us in our vocabulary, we find a way to shift up, you know, certain things to become comfortable using them. And ask and ask is a killer for me. And I'm never sure which one I'm saying at any given time. To do the audiobook was an honor. And the reason why I wanted to do it was I wanted to deliver as much as possible the emotions of what I felt through each and every word. You know, I think that when you read things on a book, you digest them from where you are, what you've experienced. And I think that it's it's not until you hear someone add the color to the story, when you hear their voice and their emotion, is when you can really appreciate that. And so I wanted to do it because I want people to understand that historically, the depiction of young men of color has been so horrible that it allows us to oftentimes 
believe the worst just based off an accusation and not the truth. So I wanted people to hear my growth and to hear the raw emotion and pain of what I felt and what I believe that my family felt as well. I enjoy doing an audiobook, but if I was to cast this and I can only get one choice, then I would have to go with Morgan Freeman. I mean, you know, could you imagine his voice reading over this book? I think to, you know, the movie, to Shawshank Redemption, and I think to how, you know, he narrated that movie, the entire movie. And I think about that Andy Dufresne. More importantly, the one thing I think about from that movie and the way he was narrating towards the end when his character was being released from prison and the truth about that part of the movie was his character had spent so much time in prison that prison was all he knew. And when he was released, he couldn't take being responsible for freedom and that character you know he went from leaving the prison to his apartment and he committed suicide and i think that that voice did an amazing job with the emotion and the rawness man i listen to a lot of audiobooks you know the, the last audiobook that i listened to was tyanese coach the water dancer I've never met him before, you know, but it was just a deep book because I read the book. But then when I listened to it, you know, I could see, you know, I'm sitting on a stoop with him in Baltimore. You know, we're looking at the streets, you know, we're taking it all in. So it was that type of book, you know, for me. It was a good book. I tip my cap to you, brother, if you're listening to this. It was a, a hell of a read and a hell of a book. Now, please enjoy a clip from my audio book. On April 25, 1998, Alan Gibson, a white police officer in a small Virginia town, entered these woods behind an apartment complex and surprised Terrence Richardson, 28, and Farron Claiborne, 23, in the middle of a drug deal. The officer drew his gun. The two young men wrestled with him, and the gun went off, shooting Gibson in the stomach. Terrence and Ferran fled the scene. Shortly after, a state trooper discovered Gibson on the ground, bleeding, severely wounded. In his weakened condition, the officer managed to describe the drug deal and his attackers. Two black men, one with a ponytail, the other with dreadlocks. Later that afternoon, Gibson died in the hospital. On a tip from a witness, Police picked up Terrence and Ferran and charged them with the murder of Alan Gibson. Open and shut. End of story. Except not one word I just told you is true. Hi there. My name is Indra K. Nui. I'm the author of the book, My Life in Full, Work, Family, and Our Future. I wrote my book because so many women and young family builders kept asking me how I managed to balance work and family. How did I stay married for 41 years and bring up three kids and still 
managed to become CEO of PepsiCo and run the company. So that prompted me to think hard about everything that I had in my life to support me and allow me to play all the roles I did. And one thing led to another, and pretty soon I realized that I had things I could share with people. My life was a story of how one could learn how to juggle everything that needed to be juggled. If I had to describe the audiobook process in one word, I'd say exciting. I never read the book out loud after I wrote it. And in many ways, reading it out loud gave me an even better appreciation for my life and what I'd been through and the challenges and the trade-offs. So for me, this was perhaps one of the most transformative moments in this whole book writing process. I was getting caught up between the English pronunciation and the American pronunciation. I was going back and forth. So something like diversity versus diversity. (laughs) See, this narration was not just reading a book. It was my telling you my story. So I actually imagined that you were all sitting in front of me and I was telling you the story. It's a personal story. So my narration came from my heart, not from my mouth or the head. It came from my heart. And I hope as you listen to the audiobook, you feel that emotion emanating from me. If I couldn't narrate the book, I would have loved for my sister to narrate the book or my daughters. It would have been fascinating to see them take turns at reading chapters one after the other, just to see how they react when they narrated it. I'm the old-fashioned kind that likes to read books. I buy books. I don't even do it on my iPad. I buy books and read them. And now, please listen to a clip from my audiobook. My childhood was not a world of great job. It was more like, ah, that was so-so, or is this the best you can do? We were accustomed to honesty, not false encouragement. The reviews didn't matter on those busy, happy days. We felt important. We were in motion, laughing and carrying on to our next game. We played hide-and-seek. We climbed trees and picked the mangoes and guavas that grew in the garden surrounding the house. We ate on the floor sitting cross-legged in a circle with our mothers in the center ladling sambar sadam and thai sadam, lentil stew and curds mixed with rice, from clay tureens and dishing out Indian pickles onto banana leaves that served as plates. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.